time to get geeked up. It's time to get geeked up to stand up. Comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you aren't hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 18 of the Geeked Up Podcast. I'm Devin Barnes. With me always is a guy that would never roll a seven against a Demogorgon, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show, everybody. How we doing? What's up, geeks? I'm trying What's that up, out. Geek world? Yeah. It's taking me 18 episodes <laughs> to find my yo, yo, to yo. say hello <laughs> to the audience. What's up, geeks? What up, How geeks? we geeking? But of course, uh, remember to check out Geeked Up Game Time episode 17 with a uh, reoccurring character, Dennis Smith. Yeah, big shout out to Dennis Smith, the uh, two-time Geeked Up That's right. Game Time participant now. We really have him on retainer, this guy. <laughs> He's our resident geek, but we played a little um, uh, Homicide Crew where we made our own Suicide Squad team, and I think we were uh, doing a little better than um, David yeah, Ayer did. Taken, uh, they should have taken our advice and made our movie instead. Yeah, really. Sorry, David Ayer, but of course, we'll get to that later. But remember to listen to that one. Write us who you think your favorite Homicide Crew team is. Email us into the Geeked Up Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's the Geeked Up Podcast. Of course, like us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Geeked Up Podcast. Listen to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com backslash Geeked Up Podcast. And you don't only have to email your results of the game. You know, we want uh, you know your thoughts, your opinions, if you're enjoying the show, what you've been watching, what you've been geeking out on, all that kind of stuff. That's right. That's right. And of course, remember, too, you might win a prize also. You know, Liam's Crocs were on the line, but uh, <laughs> those things get snagged up. The next thing on the list is definitely Liam's all black filas. <laughs> we used to rock out in middle school. <laughs> but, My yeah. Grand Hills? Yeah. Woo! And yeah, we've given away majority. Crocs, uh, ALF DVDs, and signed up copies of the Geeked Up Boys. Who knows what's coming up next? Yeah, a lot of prizes to be had, so of course, email us in. Keep listening to those uh, game times, not only just the informal show that we do right now. Yeah, we're still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo! <laughs> Woo, baby! But, getting into this episode, getting into episode 18 now, we've got a lot of news Comic-Con just happened, so we know we're going to be touching on that. Before we get in the news, we, of course, have a Geeked Up Locked Up. I just started watching Oz, by the way. So. <laughs> kind of not even a Geeked Up Locked Up we got going on here. We kind of have like a bit of an honorable mention of just, I guess, scandal, some might call it. <laughs> yeah, and if it, this definitely is not about what's happening. It's about who's it happening to, yeah. or else it would not cut it for Geeked Up Locked It up would news. not be news at all, but yeah. I guess uh, this one goes out to, uh, and this is also a ploy to get, not eat your heart out, Mark Maron, but we're trying to get a, one of the Obamas on the show, <laughs> but uh, Malaya, Obama? Was uh, having a little bit too much fun at Lollapalooza, it seemed like. Or yeah. so the f- haters would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chicago's own uh, Malaya Obama mm-hmm. attending Lollapalooza, which has been like at home in Chicago the last couple years. For sure. And she was just totally wilding out. It was like an original Girls Gone Wild video down there. On the, yeah, uh... but was it really? <laughs> like, it was not an original yeah. Girls Gone Wild. Yeah. I mean, this is a disgrace to yeah. our country to have. She's shaking her ass and. 
Yeah, so the whole scandal is she's dancing around, right? She's doing, uh, I guess, some of the news articles have said, quote, unquote, sexy dancing. <laughs> like, That's the unquote sexy dancing? Yeah, they wanted... It wasn't like booty shaking or uh, torquing. There was no, sexy. quote, torquing, unquote. They just... Oh, I read the post. <laughs> so, yeah. But no, exactly. They were. She was sexy dancing, showing her butt around. <laughs> and wiggling guess, her hips. Yeah, there's videos of her, and it's... Uh, a lot of the crowd is going nuts about it too. You know, yeah, what I like mean? it like, definitely kind of the video that uh, that uh, I saw definitely kind of seems like she's almost kind of I'd say like mooning the crowd yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. Like, yeah. the, she is slightly like, like dancing somewhat, but you're not like catching her in like when I heard about the video, I thought it was going to be one of those where you're catching her like all mauled up in mid dance, <laughs> just with like like reckless abandon to the eyes of the world as she's just going crazy on the dance floor, shaking her butt with exactly. the unquote sexy dancing (laughs) but uh, it turns out that it was really just like kind of people are screaming at her then she kind of just like wiggling around a little bit like lifts up her dress to show off her like bathing suit slash underwear at the crowd for like two seconds then like puts the dress down and starts like laughing with her buddies yeah where it was like yeah like it was more of a gag than in anything else you know yeah which was disheartening because I was really hoping it was like catching her in that moment of honesty yeah where she was looking for something like hot and fierce right (laughs) yeah not so not so much luck Get low. Get, get low, low, get low. But the other thing too is, which is your funny too, is now you're looking for her mauled up, like you said. But now, like I guess, like now another video has kind of come out. So yeah, like, now part like two of the controversy, Bigfoot video. Now it's been <laughs> she's been captured um, smoking pot at Lollapalooza, allegedly. Allegedly smoking pot during the Flocka Waka set. Uh, <laughs> 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 if she saw Prophets of Rage, I'm gonna be pissed. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she that's was, what yeah, she that's... was getting high during Prophets of Rage. Gonna be jealous of Michaela. Yeah, oh, come on, Michaela. But uh, yeah, and that one was even kind of more because like the headline is like video of Mal- and you're expecting like a like the Olympics is going on like one of those Michael Phelps like yeah, exactly. takes a bong rip then giggles to the camera and fucking like her like blows smoke smoke a big the- old fat blonde or something yeah, like yeah. that yeah exactly but it's like ser- like it's like a two and a half second like footage <laughs> of her in the background of some other chick doing the fish face dance exactly. and like okay. she's like corner turned hitting a roach and like then it, it video immediately stops and plays again to make it seem longer yeah but it's okay. like they <laughs> such barely have any evidence where at the very least what you have to give her because you nobody can really i'd say go too crazy for an 18 year old girl smoking pot at the festival it's kind of more like she's the president's daughter she should be mm-hmm. more careful about being the watchful yeah, eye. but exactly. this one of the only footage they could get is her like quarter turn smoking yeah. a roach behind be some a other girl Maybe she's obviously a doing a pretty yeah. good job of fucking keeping it under wraps you know she obviously smoked parts of the rest of the joint, yeah. not in front of the camera. You exactly. Know what I mean? like, and you can tell it's not her first time, too. She's roaching, also. <laughs> I know. Like, well, don't throw she that had good out. form, yeah. Uh, don't throw that joint out. <laughs> I like to imagine she talks the same, too. Uh-huh. Pass that shit. I'd be very wasteful. Uh, there's a lot of poor kids in Jamaica. Don't get to smoke the chronic like this. <laughs> <laughs> They're chopping uh, this marijuana for us to smoke. We got to harvest it. And, uh, pass the douchey to the... Uh, no seeds, side. no sticks. I'm the president's daughter, bitch. Pass the joint. <laughs> yeah, and you brought up the point about the like festival kid that was definitely like, yo, Michaela, hit this. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Sasha, hit this. Uh, I'm Michaela. <laughs> asshole. But yes, like how shocked was he when like she did? You know what I mean? It's like when I saw Snoop in concert and like handed him a blunt and he took it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's awesome. Like imagine he was like, hey, president's daughter, do you want to hit this? She's like, oh, of course. <laughs> yes, I do. It's like, holy shit, dude. Did I just give weed to the president's daughter? Guarantee that kid's dead. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, the CIA definitely. Yeah. Uh, and we, <laughs> we own you now, Trevor. <laughs> what? 
Yeah, so here at the Geeked Up Podcast, Michaela, we give you a, a geeked up puff puff pass. <laughs> Do your thing, dude. <laughs> like, I've been D-bones, chicken coop, sweating like a slave. <laughs> <laughs> I've been smoking since I was two. Smoke dog, baby. Remember that shit? <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> I do that like Obama. Oh, I was in Devo's chicken coop. <laughs> I was uh, sweating like a slave. Inhale, exhale. <laughs> Roll it up. Light it up. Smoke it up. Inhale, exhale. That's got to be a Prophets of Rage, like, set to open. Set it up. <laughs> Smoke it up. But that'll get us in this episode's actual news. Ricka, 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 ricka news. And, extra, uh, extra. Read all about it. And of course, we can't start the news without, uh, it was just Comic-Con. The San Diego Comic-Con just happened. Yes. Woo! <laughs> There's so much to talk about that at Comic-Con that, like, if we just talked about everything at Comic-Con, this would be like a three-part show. You yeah, know if I, mean? I told you about all of my photo ops with uh, Saved with Charles in Charge cast members <laughs> and uh, 90s uh, professional wrestlers and yeah, this would take B-list celebrities... So we're just going to run through like kind of my favorite parts, our favorite parts here, the Geeked Up podcast of Comic-Con, mainly like movie and TV news. And I guess like, Yeah, the big breaking news cuz what happens with these Comic-Cons you usually get you get lots of trailer information, mm-hmm. you usually get mm-hmm. lots of like sit or a couple of like sit-down interviews with the star who usually accidentally shits on the movie that they're in and all the yeah. nerds get mad at him. Talking to you Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But so you usually get lots of that kind of stuff going on. So I guess the big hot one that everyone was uh, like talking about, they didn't expect to be able to see it, but because they uh, DC didn't really announce that they were gonna like do a Justice League thing. But sure enough, they gave a Justice League kind of like Comic Con teaser, and it um, looks about on par with the rest of them. I've yeah, seen they gave so like far. pretty much a full uh, trailer. Yeah, and, it uh, was, but it revealed like a- nothing about the plot. It was just Ben Affleck walking around. And, like, <laughs> Gathering his buddies. Yeah, it kind of shows you who's going to be in. You know, yeah, there's going to be, be an Aquaman. There's going to be a Flash. Be Batman's a getting the whole thing together. Ben Affleck and his Batman voice, even as mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne's commandeering Super- the troops. Superman. Here's the funny thing about that, too. Superman noticeably missing from the trailer. Yeah, conspicuous of- by his absence in the Justice League. Because, was- of course, at the end of Batman vs. Superman, Superman dies. But... Yeah. In, like, the worst play well, that ever. answers that question. Yeah. Like, anybody <laughs> believed it, though. Because if you look at the poster on IMDb, the trailer, oh, where's Superman? Is he really dead? The poster for the movie is literally Superman front and center. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else is falling behind. So, nicely played. It just looks so cheesy and, like, classic Zack Snyder. Like, look, they're, for me, one for two. Um, with Zack Snyder ones, not talking about Suicide Squad, of course, that wasn't Snyder, but just like Man of Steel wasn't terrible. It was like finally like, a gritty, like what would a Superman really kind of look like? Of course, he'd be destroying shit. Yeah, Batman vs Superman. Oh my god, dude, what a pile of garbage! Fucking an hour and fifty minutes of chit chat, fifty <laughs> minutes of action, and even then it was just so cheap. And this looks yeah, to it was be like a Tarantino flick, with yeah. the, uh... except with all like the smart dialogue. <laughs> and this looks to be almost on par. With like Batman vs Superman, where it's just yeah. like, dude, it's gonna be a lot of you guys not walking. It was around definitely in costume. Yeah, a lot of setting. And I know this is kind of this isn't even like the initial. This isn't even the first movie in like the whole new franchise because you're you're talking about they've just did the kind of setup movie to a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But there seems to be a lot of like establishing what's going on rather than like a lot of battles. You know. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're doing it different than Marvel too. Like they're just like banging. 
the first two movies out, and then just like putting a Justice League out, and then after Justice League, giving everybody their own like individual stories. With the way Marvel built it kind of up, it was like everyone gets their own movie, and then do an Avengers yeah. because we already know these characters. And this feels like DC's kind of like catching up to them. Like, no, we're gonna do our big one first, and it's like, look, we're doing it different. Yeah, I guess real quick though, my thoughts of the, uh, I guess overall though, my thoughts of the trailer was I'm impressed that Jimmy Fallon time f- uh, found time to play the Flash. Yeah, and also I would have expected. Like Aquaman to be a lot less like they're making Aquaman way out to be more like a barbarian, yeah, like, like badass, uh, yeah, Viking than like weirdo fish creature. You know yeah. what I mean? What kind of sea creature wears fur? Wears like huge <laughs> fur coats? <laughs> like that's not a fucking some kind of fish man. No, but he's cool. He's uh, drinking his whiskey and walking to the <laughs> big wave at the end, which really made me think, dude. Like, where is my? Aquaman. Hashtag Vinny Chase is Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, come on, dude. That movie broke records. It beat Spider-Man. <laughs> and really, it was the same scene, like even in the Nonarage, where he's running up the pier into a giant wave. They literally included that scene in the Justice League trailer <laughs> with him just walking with a whiskey bottle and be like, oh, no. Yeah, they fucking... I got my head of tattoos <laughs> in my... They married Queens Boulevard and Aquaman and took, <laughs> yeah. like, Vinny... They took Vinny Chase's two big roles. Fucking... How do we want to make this movie? Took everything we've seen from Honorage, <laughs> but hired someone a little beefier, a little beefier. But I guess then the next big trailer that came out, because Wonder Woman's in Justice League, but now they're going to do the uh, Wonder Woman movie 2 is coming out. The big trailer came out, and this one doesn't look terrible. Like, it's... Yeah. Um, and it's also not directed by Zack Snyder. You know what I mean? It's Patty Like Jenkins. you said, just kind of looked way less cheesy. Yeah. And more like a comic book movie ish exactly than the then the the then the justice league the movie justice itself. league and batman vs superman yeah it does it just looks a little bit cooler and again like i said it's not a snyder directed one you know like finally one of these guys get their own standalone movie not directed by snyder who i don't hate but we get it like all your movies look the same and like you're not doing a great job bro and it's just like you know get someone else's touch on it get their own feel still fitting in the same continuity which again is kind of what marvel does but kind of my problem with it is it's also like an obvious like kind of rip of Marvel. I'm saying it like nobody like with Captain America. Here's what I'm saying is like the Marvel movies came out and like Iron Man took place in present time. Hulk took place in present time. Thor took place in present time and spacey time. But then fucking Captain America came out and it like was set during World War Two. Because when you think of Captain America, you think of him like running around World War Two and yeah, sucking Hitler and punching Nazi. And shit. You know what I mean? And then it ends like the story we know of like him being modernized. And then the next movie was the Avengers. Like, oh, how crazy is World War Two guy? So for them in DC to just like make like a World War One Wonder Woman movie, <laughs> yeah. also in her red, white, and blue outfit, it's just like, dude, no one was demanding. Yeah, that. we like, already I, saw Captain America punching a Nazi. Yeah, it's and also like, when I think of Wonder Woman, like you don't think of like, oh, Wonder Woman, World War One, right? It's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. what? No. <laughs> yeah, and I also didn't know, judging by the trailers, I never knew that she was like a Croatian lady, Wonder Woman. I always thought she was like <laughs> America's sweetheart, Wonder Woman. I didn't realize that she was some like fucking. Yeah, she lives on an island with no men. She's Amazonian, <laughs> according uh. to the comics. <laughs> Going to the comics, she's Amazonian, which is hilarious, too, because when Gal Gadot, I think I'm saying that right, got cast as Wonder Woman, like, people were pissed off that she was, like, too small. Like, oh, she's not, like, Wonder Woman was big. Like Ronda, she looked more like Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey made a big stink about, like, <laughs> know, not being cast as Wonder Woman. And I was like, no, we're looking for, like, a lady, Ronda. <laughs> like, I can be Wonder Woman. Look at me. I was like, yeah, we get it, dude. You beefcake. 
you made the Honorage movie. <laughs> but she just, like, made this point, though, the actress Gal Gadot of, like, playing Wonder Woman was just like, yeah, well, in books, Amazonians had three tits, and I don't have that either. So, <laughs> ouch. Suck it, fanboys. <laughs> I was like, all right. Eat that, nerds. Yeah, what a Wonder Woman thing to say. I think that's how Wonder Woman would reply to Twitter haters. <laughs> You're like, well, I don't have three tits, so suck it. Okay, but good enough for me. Yeah, I can't, I can't fight back. But then I guess kind of getting to the Marvel thing in trailers, too. The other, like, big trailer that premiered was the uh, second Comic-Con footage Doctor Strange trailer with Benedict Cumberbatch. So it's going to, like, their first, like, kind of foray into, like, not sci-fi, because I guess that's what Guardian of the Galaxy did, but just, like, almost fantasy now, like, with modern wizards, because... It's interesting. It's going to be kind of a hard sell. And I'm always like, I've been waiting for Marvel's first big flop. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I had a prediction that it was going to be Ant-Man. I said <laughs> it confidently in this show last year. And I'm not so confidently saying it's going to be Doctor Strange. Yeah. I think it looks really badass. I think it looks really cool, too. It does. I know what you're saying, though. It looks more kind of like Inception than uh, comic exactly. book. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's got exactly. like a, It could be more like more like the Matrix kind of a feel so for than just, anything else. Yeah, and I get what you mean. And for that, a movie like that to take place in the same universe as like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man just prancing around. Like, no, Doctor Strange. What's up? <laughs> no, no, no. You're like Mochaccinos? It's like, what? Get out of here. Like, it's just like, I'd be interested to see how they fit it in there, but... But, you know, like, they've made it work so far. I've yeah. been wrong a couple times now. But, like, you're mentioning how Marvel usually has different people directing it. They usually have different kind of feels to the movies where the D- DC movies kind of feel much like more like a DC movie all the time. Like exactly. Snyder directing them. These Marvel movies kind of are more successful, taking on a little bit of a different feeling. So if they kind of step away from, like, the action-y comic book movie and kind of make a more yeah. sci-fi-driven one, they can maybe do a better job. And again, even like more of like a fantasy-driven one because like the sci-fi, like space opera thing they've done with Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, and it fucking worked again. Like that was another one. It was like, all right, dude, like these Marvel characters that nobody knows—a fucking talking tree, a talking raccoon. Who knows these characters? This movie's definitely gonna flop. Now nah, we put Chris Pratt in it, billion dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? And everyone loves Cumberbatch. Who doesn't like Benedict Cumberbatch? With the name like Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah, he's you got to be playing a fucking super. <laughs> yeah. It took so long. They're actually going to cast Joaquin Phoenix before him, but Joaquin wow, didn't want to sign, sign like a multi-film deal, and it was also like, thank God, dude. Like <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix, like maybe Jim Carrey. I could see him playing. Yeah, Dr. Jim Carrey would have been a good one. Yeah, you guys kind of blew that one. Joaquin Phoenix is a little bit uh, somber for it now, a little bit. Like... Yeah, exactly. I don't want to see the creepo from Gladiator with the fucking hair lip. <laughs> he couldn't even grow the mustache. How would he grow the Doctor Strange mustache? He couldn't do it. He's a great rapper, though. No, he is. <laughs> he is. Yeah, I guess he grow that big beard. He could grow the mustache. But I guess the other thing that was like screened and kind of like shown at uh, Comic Con was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which is the sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Let me guess. <laughs> you got it. You got it. And they call them Volume Two because of base, obviously based off like the mixtapes they listen to the whole movie. First one fantastic great the second one now they've released footage at comic-con and this is one of those things now that kind of like if this was comic-con two years ago we would not have seen that justice league trailer because they do stuff at comic-con where they'll show people at hall h yeah like, but only the... and then it just gets released on the internet and youtube so much that they finally have just like publicly done it but guys the galaxy was sneaky about this year they showed footage and i've yet to find find online no leaked scenes of no They've done good, man. So I guess like the big addition reveal from the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 
uh, panel was not only the footage, but I guess like Kurt Russell is now like his character's been revealed. We already know he signed on, and he's playing Ego, the Living Planet. Which he's is, playing a planet. Kurt yeah. Russell is playing uh, a living Ego. planet. And if you look him up on like the like Wikipedia, look him up online. It's literally like a planet with like a face and a mustache. It's just like <laughs> the living planet. Like he lives and he's also a planet. Not like Earth, the living planet. Like this one actually talks and like cracks jokes. <laughs> and took the time to groom a mustache. You know what I mean? Like somehow shaved his beard and kept the mustache <laughs> as Ego. But it's a little more interesting too because a couple reasons. Like one, Kurt Russell also like showed pictures of like what his costume's going to be. In the movie, so it's like, wait, this planet has a costume, so I'm sure they'll have some way to. I'm guessing a bit. Think Mr. Met, but a yeah. uh, big, <laughs> but more blue and green instead of baseball head. And I'm sure they'll have an explanation of why and how. Like maybe sometimes he's a planet, maybe sometimes he likes to wear a costume. <laughs> but the big thing was that, like, if you know, of course, if you were a fan of the first one and like waiting for the second one to inevitably come out, everyone was kind of guessed like who is Star Lord's dad, who's Chris Pratt's dad, because they say at the end like his dad's not from Earth. Is it someone we've already met? And James Gunn, the director of these movies, just flat out said it. He's like, so, Ego's Star-Lord's dad? Kurt Russell's going to be the dad? And it's like, <laughs> well, so a lot congratulations. Of, yeah. So a lot of fanboys are kind of like pissed off. Like, why would you reveal that plot hole? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, we wanted to find that out ourselves. They think it's a spoiler that yeah. we find out that that's why Kurt Russell's coming in. Yeah, and if you're the director, just be like, dude, I know what I'm talking about. Like, look, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal, guys. Like, trust me. And now I guess that yeah, don't you want to know how a planet has a sun? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Like, there are a lot. There's still some unanswered yeah, questions really, in this guys. whole. Pull it together. But I think too that it's also like a, a red herring that he's probably not because we're all forgetting too that Sylvester Stallone is in this one and nobody <laughs> knows who he is in it. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone also doesn't have. Sylvester Stallone's also going to play a planet. Yeah. So we got Tango and Cash, <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that's the planets. <laughs> It'd be like my two dads ego in space. Cash. Yeah, ego and catch. <laughs> Let me try to figure out who. It's not my kid. It's not my kid. I don't know. Let's get an apartment in Brooklyn and just, we'll raise them as our own. My two dads, the Guardians of the Galaxy Space Edition. <laughs> yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. And then I guess that would bring us then to um, little Marvel TV news. We had a few announcements for like the a couple of the series, a lot of the Netflix series. They gave a teaser of Iron Fist. Which is, uh, of course, like the next one coming out after Luke Cage, where they're finally going to form the Defenders, which they showed a trailer of that, which was just like a super kind of got going. With yeah, the whole, but it was uh, nothing. It was like literally just showing like newspaper articles of like said heroes. But, like, who is Iron Fist? Who is Daredevil? Like, you guys can't work together. But just uh, Daredevil's Defenders. already had his Netflix show. He's had two seasons. Two seasons. Two seasons. Jessica Jones Jessica has already Jones had her just had hers for seasons. And Luke so Cage Luke... was in a lot of episodes of that. And the big trailer was the uh, Luke Cage trailer. The next one is coming out this September. I believe it's coming out either late August or early September. And it's going to be the Luke Cage series. And that's coming to Netflix. That's coming to Netflix. Harlem's first ever superhero. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, he used to fucking romp around in Hell's Kitchen with Jessica Jones and Daredevil, but now he's... Took the train uptown. Yeah, he took the... Uh, took that Ford, A train up. Got off 125th. <laughs> walked around. Got some churches. I was like, you know, it's not bad here. I'm going to stick around. But it looks really good. His... Uh, body is what is his power is he's hard as diamonds he's like as indestructible as indestructible diamonds. as a diamond so he can only be killed by being uh, sold around by south african billionaires is <laughs> <laughs> his only <laughs> that's his kryptonite yeah that's his kryptonite is, is the blood south african blood guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. some fucking south african douche is his lex luther for old luke cage <laughs> oh that's fantastic 
Yeah, but yeah, no, definitely in these Netflix shows, the uh, Defender series is actually all of them. I think because they're Netflix have been all really quality, and this one looks like it's going to be quality too. Just like a urban superhero could be just a different fun take on these whole the whole superhero genre in itself. Yeah, exactly. And like it's just a fun character too, like run around yeah. Harlem. And like, like you might get a lot of people exposed to because the Defenders too are kind of like the underdog between right now the Avengers and the Justice League. All the other the X Men have movies coming out. Like out of all the exactly. other and they franchise all have movies teams. coming out where this is like a TV show. Like they get to talk about Iron Man, but they don't get to be in the scene with them. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can mention me, but like, no, we will never come to your chintzy Netflix show. <laughs> yeah. I'm not working Netflix. Yeah, goddamn. What do they pay scale at Netflix? <laughs> Fuck that. I'm Robert Downey I'm Jr. I'm Robert Downey fucking Jr. So I guess one more TV Marvel mention would be then. It's not Netflix. It's not the movies. But another show that's tied in with the uh, Avengers movies and, of course, is uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC. Not quite as gritty as the Netflix shows. Yeah, we keep on going worse. We're going from, t- we're going from <laughs> movies to Netflix now to ABC. Yeah, <laughs> where literally the show is starring Phil Coulson, the uh, derpy guy from the first Avengers movies, Marvel movies, where he gets killed in the Avengers, but he gets brought back to life and gets his own ABC show. It's fucking great. <laughs> they tie it right into the movies. They're literally like almost yeah, it's like, like season-long trailers for the next big movie that's coming out that summer. <laughs> and they're fantastic, but I guess the big news would be is that... Uh, yeah, we're adding a new Avenger uh, to the team, you know, to the crew. Right? Another thing Marvel got the rights back to, but uh, Ghost Rider... Ghost Rider is now going to be on, instead of a dark, gritty Netflix show, he's going to be in the ABC show. Now, so does this mean Nick Cage coming to ABC where he belongs, or it's a yeah, new... How <laughs> great would that be, by the way? We can get Lewandowski on. <laughs> but, they, uh, but they're not going with Nick Cage. They no, they're not even going with the Ghost motorcycle. Rider. Yeah, and you were saying that they're not even doing the, like, what we think of as Ghost Rider flame, like, motorcycle made of fire. Yeah. It's not even going to be the mode of transportation for this Ghost Rider. Yeah, no, they're least... going with, like, the uh, Tim Taylor hot rod <laughs> uh, car. Like, he's driving a car this time, like some zooped up. Because, like, he I borrowed say... it from Jay Leno's garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, I mean, it's easier. It makes more sense for the budget if you're on ABC too. You know what I mean? Like, you can't constantly have a guy like if the guy's on a motorcycle, know, like, you have to show his skull head. If he's in the car, you can just show the car zoom by. It's like, hey, he's got some dark tint in there. Like, we don't have to. Oh, you can show the car with like fire tires instead of like a guy with a fucking skull, flamey head the whole time. I think ABC could have been able to fucking figure out how to like. Su- superimpose the guy into a flame-ridden motorcycle no, for this dude, one. Like, I've watched the show, and they put all their budget into making the girl do the earthquake powers, <laughs> which is just like vibrating lines come from her hand. Like, nah, we broke the budget in episode <laughs> six. And also the fake tra- airplane graphics. But I'm kind of disappointed with the announcement because I love the show, but just, like I said again, just not having Ghost Rider be on a Netflix show, which could be such a dark, creepy show. And just have it be on ABC where it's regulated and, you know, he can't be, like, yeah. ripping people's heads off. And, like, so we'll see. It'll probably be great. And later on in the year when it comes out, I'll probably be reviewing how much I I mean, the guy it. broke out of hell, for God's sakes. You'd like to see him on an R-rated show. Exactly. <laughs> or at least Nicolas Cage. Come on. But I guess, like, one more just to keep with the same kind of, like, comic book news, anything, everything, too. Because this one made a lot of waves, too. The whole cast of Suicide Squad was at Comic-Con. But since we've recorded this, the uh, movies actually come out to, uh, let's say, mixed reviews? 
Mixed reviews for Suicide Squad? I'd say pretty shitty reviews. Yeah. I'd go shitty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, there, You're I, mean, going, I mean, mixed is politically correct for shitty, but I'm just going to come out and say pretty shitty yeah. reviews. Pretty shitty. Remember, me and Liam and called it. And that's not just our reviews of the trailers. Yeah. That are and also that me and Liam called over a year ago about <laughs> just Jared Leto's Joker. Yeah, I think, but like that it. was kind of one of the things that I've been surprised at from hearing people's talk about it is that we were very much concerned with, like, the Jared Leto, Leto portrayal of the Joker ruining the movie. Apparently what people are saying is that kind of would ruined the movie was not enough Jared Leto as the Joker scenes. That's true. Like we, the Joker not really in it too much and even uh, Batman himself not in it too much. And that, and that was their fault kind of because like the movie and like going into that like you know if you go into it knowing that the movie's not a bad movie but just the way they marketed the film and showed the trailers and like every trailer showed Batman chasing the Joker yeah. and Jared Leto doing some goofy Joker shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when you come to see the movie, it's like, no, it was never a Batman and Joker movie, guys. Yeah, like this yeah. was called Suicide Squad. It's about the team. And I just think people were going and in there looking for more like Batman. And I think it's Superman. definitely yeah, de- and it's definitely not a Batman movie. I was expecting no. there to be potentially more Joker, and again, I haven't seen it, but definitely wouldn't be expecting much Batman. Yeah. But I know that it's like a movie, it's like a setup movie for the bad guys in the future of the franchise. Yeah, if you're well, kind of like if that's kind of lost on you, you might be expecting at the end of the movie Batman to like how's Batman gonna conquer this team of supervillains? That's but it's exactly. not a movie where Batman's gonna try to conquer. No, they're movie all like foes where it establishes themselves as bad guys. They're but. all foes. He's like wound up. You know what I mean? Like a lot of them have history with Batman. And I'll put it this too, man. A little cool thing is like except one of them. There's also another Justice League character cameo in the movie. Who one of them? Because they show how they all get arrested and put into jail in the first place. And a lot of it's Batman. Except one of them get captured by another Justice League member. It's really quick, but it's uh, pretty cool, too. So so be on the lookout for that. Be on the email in the Geeked Up show and if I'll, you can uh, spot who. Oh, you'll spot them. But you got to be, uh, give a little hint. You got to be uh, looking pretty fast. <laughs> uh, it's the Flash. He might be going the Flash. Flash. Yeah. The Flash is in it. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon made a cameo in this one, too. And they do a Jimmy Fallon uh, and Paul McCartney arrest yeah, in some way. The Flash shows up. He does a quick lip sync battle with <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the villains. <laughs> yeah. And then he the Flash and the Joker yeah. do their best Bruce Springsteen impression, <laughs> <laughs> and fucking <laughs> Batman conquers the. But yeah, that's pretty much our review here. I think you don't of the Suicide Squad movie. So yeah, kind of mixed reviews. And apparently and again, you never see that one chick's tits. So the trailer really is yeah. making this look like a way better yeah, movie. Yeah, no Margot Robbie boobs either. <laughs> Huge disappointment. I mean, she should have enough in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. But also, I guess, uh, not to toot our own horn or self-promote, but of course we're going to. Gives you all the more reason to check out uh, episode 17 of the Geeked Up Game Time, where we do Homicide Crew. <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear a real Suicide Squad, yeah. listen to the Geeked Up Homicide Crew. And again, big thanks to Dennis Smith for putting it together. Yeah, I gotta we're th- the Homicide Crew. We're not a bunch of emo assholes. We're not <laughs> thinking about killing ourselves. We're going full crazy. We're the Homicide Crew. But enough of these movies and TV shows. Liam and I here at the Geek Up Podcast can get into books and shit. I'm smart. I read Harry really Potter. Really not much of a reader, bro. Yeah, it might be the uh, book news debut on the Geek Up Podcast. It might be the debut of a non-Andre Davi uh, talked about in the theme <laughs> song topic for us. <laughs> yeah, but no, I guess you're right. It's, uh, it's a book, not a comic book, but kind of. So <laughs> the Cursed Child book has been released. And uh, people are going crazy for it. People are snatching. The latest of the Harry Potter series. You're right. The, ne- the newest Harry Potter book. 
which actually isn't even a Harry Potter book. It's a play that's been released in England or London so far that uh, eventually it'll tour, of course. It'll make its way here. But it's in canon, the uh, you could call it Chapter 8 of the Harry Potter books. Yeah, so basically there was the Harry, book, uh, Harry Potter book, movie, world experience that everybody knows and loves, right? Mm-hmm. Then they kind of part toed it with a live action Broadway style play taking place in London, right? Correct. Inspired by the success of that, they've re released a book, which is not necessarily a book, however. Yeah, it's, it's just more the, uh, the transcripts yeah. of the play. It's exactly. basically a script. It's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. Is the script for the show. Is the it script literally opens the play. It's like lights open on scene. <laughs> Harry walks out and says <laughs> or some shit like that, but it reads as like as lines, and it's just uh, it's very funny too because like it's again it's in like that big print, but they did it right, you know. What I mean, they used like seventy two font, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> put it in script form, and there's literally like if one word can make it to the next page, they'll put it on that page and just waste the rest of the yeah, page. Like, Look how many like pages a, it is. Uh, seventh course. grader trying to fulfill their five page minimum <laughs> yeah. paper Ex- requirement. Exactly. That's seriously, how the publishers of the, but this is just one of the all time great like money grabs for somebody to just like release literally release the screenplay or like really release the script of their player movie Mm. and just call it a book like this is gonna catch fire and now every single movie is gonna have their book like they used to make movies about the book now they're just gonna make a book out of the movie by printing the movie i mean i guess the fairness of it is though is that like jk rowling did write the play with a couple other people so it is canon if yes. you want to get super nerdy with it, the Harry Potter play is technically canon. Like, if you ever yeah, finished those... Yeah, it is a part Because they started the as books, seven. you know what I mean? Yes. And then they became the movie phenomenon. But I, this is like, that's one of those books, too, where like almost like every kid has ever... Or people have seen the Harry Potter book movies. Most of them have read the books because... You really know, they, not much of a reader, bro. Really I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> really. But, so if you were ever just, like, finished the seventh book or the seventh movie, and was like, damn, I, like, I wonder, like, what happened when he got older. Here you I go. What happened when Harry is? You know I mean? like, like you you read episode eight. An old Harry Potter with like already has you know this is his third kid. That the movie's about. You know He's I mean? divorced with three kids. Yeah. He's got a serious drinking yeah, problem. He wears a wife beater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, get away from me! I was he was a childhood star. You know what I mean? We all know what happens <laughs> to childhood stars. They end up like you, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> the magical world of Harry Potter. That didn't know that it was going to be a script like transcribed, and we're expecting you like know, a traditional book. And that's the funny thing too, is because there are enough of those people that just don't look the, do the little extra bit of looking into yeah yeah and just being like oh there Barnes and Nobles at midnight got the new book like why is it written so weird <laughs> like why do I gotta see what everyone's saying it's just very fucking it's like you're right who's it's this probably- light sky that's always on <laughs> who's best boy <laughs> oh, I'm the best boy Lumos said the light sky but I guess another I guess big book news because man yeah, you can't talk books without talking to Game of Thrones and, and when's the next one up, coming out honest, yeah, you can't Thrones, have an episode of geeked up without you know if you remember the uh, the people that did the show before us in uh, 96 on the geeked up podcast talked about the first Game of Thrones book to ever come out <laughs> well now it's 20 years later me and Liam host the show the sixth book has still not fucking come out now Keep that in mention with the fact that we just talked about the eighth Harry Potter play book based off of the seventh book 
that was been written way past in the 2000s, way past the Game of Thrones books, and she's already banged out seven books, made seven movies, has a prequel movie coming out, and now a play in London based off of it, but we're still waiting 20 years we're later still waiting for, for the, the six fucking Game of Thrones book, dude. Like, are you kidding me? But yet again, it's been announced that it might be coming out. Now they're saying that's the whole reason that the show... This uh, seventh season of the show is being pushed back to the summer because they finally yeah. want to give it time for the that six kind of to come yeah out. they finally at least kind of put like a time frame <sighs> sorry let me just catch theoretically there again, in mind yeah I didn't with... mean to come off so angry there about this <laughs> but like Jesus Christ the fucking really the cogs got turning there thinking about it we got a play off Harry Potter and the seven books are done yeah. still twenty years later waiting on the Game of Thrones book which was like another fun announcement too because they realized that like. August, this August, you know, like during this month that the uh, 20th anniversary is coming out since he wrote the first book. And everyone thought he was going to release something. He kind of put on Twitter that he was going to release something. And everyone was like, oh, it's definitely the sixth book. What a creepy, challenging way to do it. Just like driving us nuts. And what did he do? He released a chapter from the book. <laughs> like, this is Tyrion's chapter. And it's like, fuck you, man. You it's know? a teaser. It's a teaser. Come on. It's a Comic-Con style But he's been doing teaser. it. He's released enough, tra- uh, enough chapters now of the book online that I'm pretty sure we've all already read this book. <laughs> like, he's been doing it for like two years now. Yeah. It's interesting. Can't wait to fucking get my hands on the book because, you know. But they say that the book will be released at least before the next before season, season of the, seven. Yeah. Because as we all know, and I've ranted and raved about on the show before, that the uh, the, the show is now a bit ahead of the, of the books. books. Yeah. Yeah, we all know. So the books are going to be have their chance to catch up, catch up, finish off, and then the next two Game of Thrones season will be split. Yeah. After split up into like a twelve episode, two season finale. That's true, and I guess that's the other big released game. after the book has been. Since we're talking about the uh, Game of Thrones, Prophets of Rage, Walking Dead podcast, fucking <laughs> <laughs> that's I guess is the other big announcement with Game of Thrones. Yeah, the Thrones of Rage is that they finally announced the Walking Thrones of Rage podcast. They finally actually, you know what? It's funny you say that too. Before we get in the uh, big show announcement, I guess since you say the Thrones of Rage, we actually kind of have something like Thrones of Rage <laughs> coming yeah, our is. way. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. And there's actually the uh, Game of Thrones musical experience traveling the country now. It's coming. Yeah. Our way up here in New York to the, Madison Square Garden in March. Like, yeah, tickets go on sale on August 13th. Tickets are going on sale this week, but August coming 13th. in the uh, next winter slash spring. Winter's coming. Hashtag winter's coming. <laughs> yeah, the psychedelic musical experience that is Game of Thrones, where it's apparently going to be like from the uh, composer that made the music for it's the TV from show. From the composer of Game of Thrones. is going to be taking a live orchestral performance mm-hmm. to like 30 cities with like a LED screen, he's gonna put non sh- yeah. scenes. I'm not sure if they're like scenes from the show or the scenery well, of the show. He doesn't want to reveal too much. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. going to be LED screens showing scenes that you love from the show with a live orchestra playing the band. Another thing he said: there's going to be like instruments you've never even like seen or known before. Like they're going to be on screen, like the glass harmonica, which I can't imagine is that much different than the copper <laughs> harmonica. But it's made of the glass. But, you know, it could be sound something different. I don't know a lot about music. It probably does. But he also said there's going to be things on stage that are going to be, like, adding to the visual effect of yeah, the live it's going to be a whole psychedelic, like, think Pink Floyd Animals tour with a uh, live orchestra playing creepy sound and shit. All right, that's I'm not going pers- pers- to lie either, man. Like, this is kind of like my Pandora move. When I take the train, when I leave the studios here, the Geeked Up podcast, I get in the train, I head home, I throw my Pandora a little... Uh, 
Game of Thrones. That's what I type in. And then I get all like the fantasy music while I'm reading the rereading the books, hyping yeah. up for the sixth one to come out. And then I guess there's been so talk I love too. these songs. I want to see him live now. You got a little Reigns of Castamere I want to hear. You know what I mean? The Lannister song. Yeah, everybody's going to be calling out for their favorite. Well, no, here's an issue. Reigns of Castamere, Reigns of Castamere. Here's the thing about that. Speaking of Reigns of Castamere, though, is of course in the Red Wedding episode, they play the Reigns of Castamere before they like kill Rob Stark and Catelyn Stark. But the band members that are playing it are actually members of Coldplay. They're just like such huge fans of the show yeah. that they've been on episodes as this like medieval band kind of guys on the show. That it yeah. makes me wonder: Do you think we're not going to see some see Coldplay, Coldplay sit-ins? Yeah, I think Coldplay is also themselves releasing some type of Game of Thrones something or another. Yeah, but I, the uh, yeah, there's definitely talk of you know maybe I'm gonna Coldplay put it this way sit-ins. Too. Like, I'm sorry, uh, Nancy from Wisconsin, who's emailed before. But uh, I don't think you're probably going to get the Coldplay uh, cameo at your show in Wisconsin. <laughs> but I think up here at MSG, we might have a good chance of getting Coldplay to show <laughs> yeah, up. Right. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely getting tickets for it. Yeah. Sounds definitely super interesting. And, uh, again, just like it's such a huge pop culture thing, this Game of Thrones, that it's like really the first ever TV show to cross over into just like a musical performance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's not even like a... Game of Thrones, the musical, where it's no, a bunch of it's poofs just like the music singing the from same. the show. <laughs> oh, Jon Snow yeah. is an evil man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that kind of music. It's just like a psychic, like an electric violin going with like a big yeah. laser show. But you might be onto something. There's probably definitely a Game of Thrones musical coming out at some point. Hordor <laughs> should be the king of the land, <laughs> with Morgan Freeman as the dragon. <laughs> But I guess the other really big, if you're not like super nerd like us and excited to see the uh, musical performance of Game of Thrones, but they also like kind of like what we were saying is if you want to hear the new songs from Game of Thrones, you only have so much time now, guys, because it's been officially announced that there's only two seasons left of Game of Thrones. Like I said before, they're pushing this next season back to the uh, next summer to make room for the books finally coming out. Sometime between here and next summer, or so they say as of now. So they say as now, but the next season of Game of Thrones is going to be the second to last, with only being seven episodes. Yeah, and then there's going to be a Sopranos-style mini-season exactly. finale. Exactly, five like a episodes. two-year break in between. <laughs> yeah, no good. So, like, you're going to, it's not going to be, you're not going to be out of Game of Thrones until, like, 220, 2000, until 2020. That's a before great. Before Game of Thrones finally taps out That's on us. That's a great point. We probably about have, like, three and a half almost four years of 12, of 12 episodes. episodes. 12 episodes. And one book that's taken 20 years to come on, but... Yeah, do I hear ploy for letting George R R R R R R R R R Martin to Do I feel... Do I hear lots of more musical presentation tours in the works? Do I hear Liam's Game of Thrones actual musical coming out? I say yes. Jon Snow was a very nasty man and a very nasty man indeed. Jon Snow, Jon Snow! First verse, done. Copyrighted that one. Um, now here is the story of Ali <laughs> and how he watered the watch. Here's a snarky midget, a very snarky midget. <laughs> but uh, I why, guess... sir? <laughs> but why, listen, sir? Why are you always making midget jokes at me? Riff, it's not of your size, of your eye. <laughs> riff, raff, street rat. Sorry, I got lost. <laughs> But um, speaking of shows on HBO, not final seasons, but we got some uh, cool things going on now. Now we have a new uh, couple of new shows on HBO. 
So I guess what's been coming out right now, we have, of course, the return of another a show. Only it's still in its kind of like its sophomore year. Season two of Ballers has come out. Ballers, yes, which kind of was caught everybody by surprise. Everybody was kind of expecting it to be way more bro-y. And yeah. Like, everybody was calling it Entourage with Athletes. Exactly. Which it kind of is, but it really also kind of isn't. No, yeah. it really isn't at all. Like It really was like... Kind of just like a sweet reward. Like if you stuck with it, it's like oh my god, it's like, this is actually like a really good show about like the inner workings of the NFL. What a fun thing to watch! Yeah, so does it make me long backdrop. for the days where shows starring professional wrestlers were more cheesy and hilarious than like actually good? Kind of, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> but and The Rock totally kills it. Yeah, and another thing they do too is this like, which is kind of like the missing art form. It's a thirty-minute show. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, Long that's gone true, too. It's the 30-minute show. Everything has to be an hour now. Yeah. You can't miss it. No commercials. It's like, dude, 30 minutes. Done. Yeah, Run and done, yeah. dude. Like, wham, bam. Thank you, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I think another 30-minute one, though, is also the uh, one of the other new HBO shows is uh, the as the new Danny McBride project, Vice Principals. Yeah. Which is very much like, much like uh, Ballers was Entourage with Athletes. This is kind of like Eastbound and Down with, like, a principal instead of a... Well, it plays a very similar character. It like, it's, really is. It really is because like, like it's the same writer and director as um, Eastbound. As Eastbound Down. Yeah, it's uh, Jody White. And yeah, and you can really tell hilarious. it really feels very much like Eastbound, even with like the creepy kind of you know the like the other vice principal that's not Danny McBride. Basically, those two are the vice principals. They're trying to yeah. take out the principal, so one of them can be the principal. Yeah, the guy from and, Justified, like, and now Danny McBride. And I, a great thing about it too is because like um, Eastbound and Down took on like such a life of its own that it almost like. Just like everyone forgets how good the first season was. Yes, it's is when he came home and was the gym teacher. Yeah, now this yes. is him again, just cursing at children. Yeah, just like yeah. kind of takes that bad Santa element. No, guess, honestly, but... the uh, season of the season two where he played in Mexico is kind of what like that's what everybody thinks of as the show. It's exactly. kind of like hey, the show with the Mexican baseball player. Nobody thinks of like the gym teacher. And that right. was the, to me like the, some of the best. Yeah. like of and that's like, what Vice Principals is oh. going back to. Where it's kind of just like that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, bad Santa kind of, yep, like madman with kids comedy going on, and uh, pretty good job, I think. Oh, kind there. of just that, like typical. If you like Danny McBride, you're gonna love it. I think it's kind of just that, like contrived nuttiness, and they're just like trying to go over it the bo- is overboard. That, but kind of just like with Eastbound and Down too. Like there's always like that point of realness in every episode. Also, if you get what I mean, like there's almost that point where you almost sympathize with the character. It's like, oh fuck, like he's like just a regular guy, just kind of a buffoon. Like, <laughs> it's not just like kind of like a like a should you say like shall I say like a dumb Will Ferrell comedy, which is like oh he's just such a goofy guy. Yeah, like yeah. they do, and they the same they did that with Eastbound and Down too. Where every now they're like, oh fuck, man! Like I feel bad for him. Yeah, yeah, no, and they just keep that level of realism and just like it almost makes it to me like more funny because it almost takes like the funny like to such a dark place too, and it's uh it's fantastic. I think like they're and they've also announced too, which is really interesting that it's only going to be a two season show. That like they're not going to do like kind of like what they did with Kenny Powers or do like three or four seasons. Like they've already said, like the writers of the show, like we've had this mapped out in two. Okay, they've seasons. got a story. They've got a story yeah. arc in mind, and that's what they're going to stick end, with. Which is fucking fantastic, yeah, that's great. dude. And that's the kind of do. yeah, definitely, definitely. And not like draw on. Then you find yourself in like like I like to call it the uh, the office problem. Where Steve Carell left, but six seasons later, yeah. we're announcing the season finale, the series finale. <laughs> like, wait, what's up? Yeah. The main character quit, and we're still doing it. So I think or even I, got away from just like the telling a story, and it was like, what kind of situations can we have a guy like Michael Clark exactly. in? You know? Is he having a laugh? <laughs> 
But so that's Vice Principals. Another new show though that I think more people are watching than Vice Principals is uh, The Night of. It's also been announced as like a mini series now, so that means there's only going to be eight episodes. I think only eight, but maybe it might be a twelve episode mini series. But like that's it. It's gonna kind of yeah. be like True Detective, where like maybe there'll be another night of, but we saw With how a that different went. Whole, yeah, but I don't think so. I think this is gonna be like like the good old days when HBO just made like mini series. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think like that's what this is, and it's great, man. Like it's just like a classic. No dragons flying around. No vampires drink synthetic blood. It's just like a classic murder <laughs> mystery of just like. And it really just seems so how realistic of just like how the inner court, yeah, it's really and kind the of judicial more of system like, like a, really uh, works. Inside like, look at the whole process of lega- of legality as opposed to just like the actual you know uh, who done it. Yeah, and it's like since it's fiction, also it kind of like leaves it up to like, did he do it? Did he not do it? Like there is that blackout moment, and just see like how this guy changes in jail, like becomes like this great kid to kind of like this jail hard dude. Whereas, you know, like making a murderer, it was just like, all right, dude, like, let's see if these lawyers can get this guilty guy off. Like, let's see if this, uh, he got framed for rape, yeah. but he definitely killed that chick. I mean, it's definitely kind of has the same, like, like you said, dark. It's got, like, a, I don't want to say disturbing, like, uh, making murder, but definitely just very, like, depressing, gloomy kind of feel over it. But it's, like, it's def- just bad from all angles, and you really feel bad for all the people. Since it's fictional, like you said, it definitely doesn't have the same, like, yeah, you know, like his uh, emotional attachment to it. Yeah, but, yeah. But again, also, like, you know, we all knew Stephen Avery was guilty going into it. <laughs> I can't, like, it's not that, uh, it's not that tricky to figure out, but it's just so fantastic. And it's just, like, great to watch. But how can you not be talking about TV shows right now? Netflix, once again, killing it. Me and Liam are uh, hooked. Both banged this show out in, like, maybe two sittings for me. I think two sittings for you. Fucking Stranger Things, guys. Holy, yeah, holy cow! What a show! That's the other big show, uh, Night of and Stranger Things are definitely like the two hot shows of the summer. Yeah, they um, are. And again, they're kind of both the Netflix series. It could be, I guess, there is announced that there is a season two. Yeah, they've announced Stranger a season Things two coming. of Stranger Things, but season one, man, like kind of wrapped itself up in like a nice little bow, like kind of. Uh, Kind of wrapped it up, but just a great show. This is like such an homage to like shows that Liam and I watched, like kind of just like nostalgic, like throwback to shows that we watched as we were kids. Like they don't really do a lot of like children centric movies anymore, like they did in the eighties. So they were smart enough to set it in the eighties, but with their own like mystery backdrop. I guess like the best way I heard it explained was like Stephen King meets the Goonies meets like a Spielberg movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just I would definitely so say good. very felt very X Files to me. You know what I mean with the for uh, sure. Absolutely. definitely yeah Spielberg too kind of feeling. But and there's this like they could have fucked it up so badly too. You know what I mean to like make a show like just based off of like that kind of memory and like to have done that it could have easily been terribly done. You know what I mean? I feel like the guys that wrote this show and directed it just like really captured of like that kind of like tv movie moment of like what it was to like make a show or a movie like that like the kids were great in it little uh judah freelander that you loved <laughs> yeah. I, think every, I think everyone's fan favorite <laughs> i feel like the uh, the kids were all great i feel like winona Ryder kind of got like since she's the only person anybody's ever heard of she kind of got like oh, a lot of the attention for it or whatever but the kids are really like the main interests for everybody that liked it Really, like you yeah. said, kind of the nostalgia factor, but there was something that made it feel like 
just like more fun like it kept a creepy kind of tone to mm. it but the fact that it was all kids trying to solve the mystery just held a more like light kind of thing and so it, it was did. a good blend of like light-hearted meets creepy sci-fi you know what I mean? Where it was like, uh, and there was even just, the Goonies when you watched it was kind of scary. And yeah, me, absolutely. I was like terrified of the like sloth's mom lady. So like every time she came on, I would freak out. They made with tongues. Like, yeah, it wasn't like fun, easy watching. It was a great fun movie, but it was like the Goonies. You were on the edge of your seat. Yeah, 100%. same thing with Stranger Things. You know what I mean? But so. kid has asthma, dude. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I like the ambiguous nature of it too. It kind of had like. That lost kind of quality where you didn't mm-hmm. know exactly what the hell was going on. You're for trying a while. to figure it out. Yeah, then you finally About see the theories off one another. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, crazy. And just like questioning like what the show is and what the show was, and so it's great that there's another season coming out too. They... Yeah, no, I guess that would be the next question. They have announced that there is another season, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, almost night of. I felt like it might be better off like a single contained, like a singular contained storyline. I know they left some questions open, but they if they did another season of Stranger Things, I would kind of prefer to be more like an X Files moving on to the next episode, the next case where we get like a yeah. twelve okay. se- twelve episodes about something else random and crazy happening. Interesting, because I don't know, but they did leave totally the story to they continue right. with like, I'm excited things. to see a new season of a direct sequel but also if they never did I just would have taken it at face value and like alright that was yeah. crazy I don't want to see it now like Eleven comes back again and it's now like what kind of other crazy things can she do you know what I mean like yeah. that should be kind of tapped out and you know if they want maybe to maybe it will they did such a good job the first season that maybe they'll just like yeah. you know there's ways to do it shows have a uh, prevailed they've uh made a second season and they've all been great also every like all these shows that are that uh are starring with kids the longer the more seasons they make the older the kids get they really lose their magic yeah but i don't think the young judah friedlander yeah and like the like, uh, modern family black kid are gonna like be as you know dare i say cute as they are <laughs> but the kid's not gonna have the lift with like in two yeah, years no, so teeth he's are not gonna, gonna grow be in. He's gonna be like yo what's up should we go find some monsters and shit? yeah seriously yeah, voice is too deep now <laughs> <laughs> yo, we look can at you remember it? when we used to play dungeon and dragons and chase gogglemans man you're trying to play dungeons and dragons with y'all the one kid grows up to be chris rock because come yeah. on <laughs> <laughs> oh, way too many white people back there <laughs> But you're right, man. Like, that is another big problem that happens with, uh, like, kid-centric, like, movies and TV shows. Which kind of, I guess, like, talking back and forth, got us looking at, uh... A closer look. Yeah. Closer look, closer look, closer look. Break out the telescope, then the microscope. All of your other scopes, it's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close. Take a closer look. Closer look. Closer look. Oh, we're gonna look real close. Closer look. That brings us to this episode's closer look, but we can never start a closer look without. Because you can't do it. You can't hear that song and just not say, big shout out to Andre Davi. <laughs> SoundCloud.com backslash Andre Davi. Yeah, go take a closer look at Andre Davi's song catalog. Yeah. Not just yeah, we haven't said this podcast <laughs> parody songs either, folks. And um, I have it on good knowledge that he's actually just recently dropped a couple new real tracks. A couple and, uh, of new tracks on the Andre Davi SoundCloud page. Check them out. Check them out. They're sounding good. He's up in I-Town, y'all, too. So hit him up and hit up the Geeked Up Podcast. You got to put that the in there. The Geeked Up Podcast at gmail.com. 
So send us in. But like we said earlier, we were talking about Stranger Things. We were talking about a lot of stuff. Much like everybody else in the world, we're talking about Stranger Things. Talking about Stranger Things. Everyone's watching it. Not everyone's done with it. But guess what? This is actually not even going to be spoiler-centric. You're good. Yeah. But I think most people have it banged out right now. Eleven is the monster. No spoilers. not the monster. (laughs) The town is not all on acid. And she poops in the bathroom. Those are the three answers to the questions Liam asked me. But where does she piss? Yeah. If you can uh, send me the questions. Jeopardy style, I'll send you his crocs. <laughs> but uh, it's just kind of thinking about, like, because the show did such a good job, and it wasn't, like, by coincidence that we were thinking about, like, oh, man, like, shows with kids are pretty good. Like, they knew what they were doing. They got our mindset on it. So we're going to take a closer look of with movies and TV shows featuring kids, but not kids in TV movies. Yeah, not kids movies. Not kids you movies. You know what I mean? We're not, not thinking kids of shows. Yeah, and also by kids, we're meaning like kids, not teenagers. Yeah, we're not doing the 70s show. We're not doing shows where they start as Yeah, like it's not like teenagers. Dazed and Confused. They're in high school. The one kid's in eighth grade. Like, he's a kid, but we're not yeah. doing that. All we're right? talking about I, shows where they started as kids and eventually became teenagers yeah. when the show got rotten. And we're not doing kids' movies, you no, know? We're not. We're not doing the uh, Aqua Boy and Lava Girl. We're not doing Spy Kids. Yes. We're doing less crazy movies that, like, fuck, kids were We're not that? doing Richie Rich. We're not doing Richie Rich. <laughs> Who was the kid in a kid movie that I always wanted to trade lives with? Well, obviously, because make... I wanted a roller coaster in my backyard. He had a like... McDonald's in his. Uh... <laughs> yeah. He had a McDonald's in his living room. <laughs> but yeah, we're rich. talking about more like respected movies starring or featuring kids, predominantly featuring kids. I'd say there's kind of like the two epic like kids movies that Stranger Things was getting compared to the standard of like what they were trying yeah, to do. Yeah, like they were, okay. you were always either getting one of these two things mixed with Stephen King or X-Files. All right, we'll say so. at the same time, right? All right, <laughs> we'll say the movie, the show we're thinking of. Ready? One, two, three. Stand Goonies. by me. Yeah, you oh. see, I'm going. <laughs> I went, I was not, of course, we're talking about Goonies and Stand By Me. Were you more of a Goonies guy or a Stand By Me guy? I was a Goonies guy. See, yeah, we talked about it earlier. I was too afraid of Sloth's mom. It just like took me out of it. I couldn't. She was so unsettling that it was not like an enjoyable experience <laughs> watching Goonies for me. And I guess for the audience listeners out there, that's the kind of sociopath that I'm dealing here with. Wearing Crocs and Army shorts, talking about the movie where they find a dead body is legit, but that mom was sure scary. <laughs> I am uh, the mom that was keeping yeah. the retarded kid caged. I mean, I don't know what that was. That movie hit a little too close to home for Liam. <laughs> I just wanted a baby Ruth. God damn it! <laughs> and he likes junk. No, but they're both, you know, like you know, you always yeah, would daydream about being out with your buddies and getting into the mystery. You know what I mean? And like, if you were the one saving sure. the town. Of course, there was uh, River Phoenix too. Was, uh, was one of the kid. main players in that movie. Well, yeah. Quill Wheaton was the main kid. His brother died in Vietnam or some bullshit like that. <laughs> and but uh, yeah, they went to go find the dead body. But that movie has like a really dark undertone. Yeah, no, that was like, the to f- me. Like I think about like like I said, like the Goonies. Like it's still like there's spooky parts. Like as a kid, but it's still like a fun fucking movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. One eyed Willie's gold and. Goonies never say die, and they're going down slides, and they yeah. basically make friends with a retarded guy. Whereas, <laughs> like, Stand By Me, just, like, find the body and, like, all become adults in, like, one standing. No, Stand By Me is definitely, I guess, as a, as a, a movie where, as a kid, I kind of felt like an adult watching it, you know what I mean? Like, because you're identifying with the kids, but it's, like, such adult subject matter yeah. that you, no, like, really is, feel yeah. like you're, like, dealing with real, like, life, real issues and stuff. And it's a great way to look at it, too, because it is also, like, a child's, like, perspective on like real life of, of yeah. that moment of growing up no and also like just the classic 
childhood bad guy like is there any more real life antagonist for any child than his older brother's shithole friends which is just like those <laughs> are Sutherland. yeah <laughs> to that point Keith Sutherland but like much, we're like, talking to you Manzi <laughs> those are the bad guys in your life yeah right <laughs> looking right at you Manz but those are like the bad guys in a child's life so like those were the like in the mix of all of these like real life adult subjects they're also just like trying to steer clear of their older brothers, buddies, giving them wedgies and stuff. And it was just like a. Uh, That's true. And like, when we talk about movies like that too. We also fall in like the same, like, kind of like timeline of like, of like movies. You know, like you say The Goonies, but like E.T., for instance, like fell in that era. Okay, E.T. was another one where as a kid you were sitting there going, how come I can't find an alien in the backyard? Yeah, you know? exactly. How come I can't teach an alien as an alien as a pet? To me, was like a fucking terrifying movie, dude. I think I remember being like all of six. Like it might be like one of my earliest memories, or one of my earliest and memories then e. of just shows fear. Up and you're like, yo, what yeah, the no, fuck? Of just like fear, because like the opening of that movie is him just like walking through this cornfield, and all of a sudden this giant scary thing just like popped up. I was like, nah! and then he's quite crazy enough to put Reese's. Yeah, Reese's next thing you know, he's in, he's giving him Reese's. The young Drew Barrymore. I think I've said this on the show before too, but I didn't watch that movie again. Till I was like, knew I was old enough to not be afraid of it. <laughs> like, oh, dude, I'm 17. I think I can bang out E.T. Finally, <laughs> yeah. And like, that's a hundred percent truth. Like that movie was so, like, this left us such a scary, like, passing thing yeah. onto me. For I me- guess that movie too. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know where you were going, but I'm on a hot streak right now, kid. And I'm thinking the less known movie, and it was kind of more 90s style, but it was like the Goonies featuring the Hollywood monsters, was a Monster Squad. Kick him in the nards. Kick him in the nards. <laughs> Kick Wolfman in the nards. Bogus. <laughs> With Frankenstein saying bogus. That was a movie, too, that I didn't realize that most people didn't know until like a couple years ago. I was at a party. I was like, oh, Monster Squad. And literally like ran home and grabbed the DVD and made this party watch Monster Squad. <laughs> and they just like ripped it apart and ridiculed it. I'm like, all right, but imagine if I'm like, <laughs> like a... Imagine if you were 12 yeah. and it was 92. This is a pretty fun flick. And it was back before, like I guess, it might have been right on the edge of like, there was never, like a long time ago, there wasn't a PG-13 rating. That's why in the Goonies, it's rated, I think Goonies might be rated G. Or I think it's okay, PG. Okay, it was either G or they're allowed or to say like time. shit. And like, oh shit, this is crazy. And like, what? <laughs> the Goonies are saying shit? <laughs> like, you couldn't do that like anymore because it's either going to PG-13 or an R. Like, yeah. So for a PG rating, it tricks kids. Like, oh no, you're good. Go see yeah, it. yeah. Gave them a little bit more of the adult feel, kind of like maybe one of the early kids ones. And then it kind of inspired a, like a, a pretty good spin-off. But Bad News, uh, Bad, Bad News Bears was like that. Bad News Bears. Where it was like kids cursing and stuff like yeah, that. And, and you're was like talking very... about the Walter Matthau and not the Billy Bob Thornton Yes, version. of course. Billy That's Bob Thornton good version. Distinction. Great call, great call. I'm talking about the uh, was it Holly Hunter or whatever the fuck. Yeah. yeah. The uh, original, but that was like the identifiable, like that was like a realistic portrayal of you as and your buddies as kids. Absolutely. Just Inspired playing. years later, I feel. The Sandlot, very similar, you know, again, like really identifiable, dealing with like life's issues as well, getting fucked up on the 4th the of Sandlot, July. I'm going to throw this them. out here. I feel like The Sandlot is one of the most quoted movies by people that they don't know are quoting The Sandlot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like anytime now you see like some 22-year-old girl ever. going, you're killing me, Smalls. I 
guarantee she doesn't know what movie she's quoting. <laughs> she just says, like, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. But we all know it's from the same. Some more what? The Beast. That, to me, is, like, more, like, nostalgic. And that's one of those movies, too, like, that holds up. Yeah, it's a You know what I mean? Like, and I, I guess this is a good distinction, too, because we were saying no kids' movies. But by no kids' movies, we were kind of talking more about, like, Zathura and, like, kids' kids' movies. Or just, like, I guess, like, we call it, like, smart kid movies. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, like, that humor, like, can transcend and be like, oh, that's still hilarious. Like, that's a great joke laid out. Same thing you could say about, like, Little Giants. Little Giants Rick is Moranis another one. and uh, Al Bundy. <laughs> one of the best, dude. One of yeah. The, the annexation of Puerto Rico. And definitely as, like, you can watch it with the appreciation, watching, like, the Rick Moranis mm-hmm. and Ed O'Neill characters of like the football coach that doesn't give a shit versus yeah. the one that like, cares way son. too much and like the <laughs> icebox come on <laughs> but it was a movie that was written as like a smart comedy like those jokes still kind of like hold up it's not like we're watching like bob the builder here yeah why don't i think maybe the all-time best example of that like a really smart kids movies where it's like kids are pretty much all of the main features. There's one adult in it, but it's pretty much all kids. But it's not at all a kids movie outside for the fact that they're all starring it. But the Wes Anderson movie, uh, Moonrise Kingdom, that Moonrise came out a couple Kingdom. years ago, where great. it was like the kids with camp. That was like a great adult movie where like adult kind of subject matter, all fun with kids, hilarious writing, great dialogue and stuff. Like it just happened, and it was like a kids pretending and if to you be adults. Seen a kid you know, to that movie, they've been bored out of oh, their yeah, mind. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, like I took my Cub dog. Scout group. 46 to uh, yeah. they did not get it <laughs> at all my dog died was he a good dog who's to say he didn't have to die <laughs> that was a great movie just like uh, and very adult like a very adult movie like you said you know like I think it was Oscar yeah. I think it was like best picture yeah, of course. It was Oscar Anderson, nominated man, of course. and whatnot I guess to uh, kind of like tone it out though you think of another uh, I think of a classic kid now I'm going to go kind of uh, this one's going to kind of go hand in hand with two classic kids in a movie and a TV show with the adult narrating. I'm going to go Christmas Story slash Wonder Years. Okay. It's the adult narrating like that day. I How about uh, Princess Bride where it was the kid narrated, the kid from Wonder Years oh. narrating. Not a kid But movie. yes, no, exactly. But Not Christmas a Story movie. is a movie that's narrated by an adult, but it was just like the most hilarious little fucking kid ever who eventually grew up to be friends with Vince Vaughn and turned out to be an asshole. But <laughs> at the time, little Ralphie was yeah, uh, little Ralphie just one of the best. One of the Red Rider BB gun. Yeah, now usually when we talk, when I talk about Christmas Story, I'm usually putting it into the context of how much worse it is than National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, yeah. But since we're talking about kids' movies, not holiday movies, not I can give you Christmas Story. And for whatever reason, it's made the 24-hour TBS yeah. run, and I watch it every year. No, and it just like, as a kid, it's got very relatable to kid subject matters of just like the like the very little control he has on his life, but he still yeah. is like a functioning person that wants stuff. And like and that's you know. absolutely a great point of how little control he does have. Like, he's <laughs> supposed to work in the confines of adulthood. But yeah, oh, God damn yeah. it. Like, there's these rules set in place that I have to break. Sometimes a lot of curse, <laughs> a lot of fight bullies. And, and again, even that, done. just talk about like the change in the times, that being like the most epic, like you said, still to this day, 24 hour. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'd make a movie this like this day and age where the kids, like the whole point of the movie was a kid trying to get a rifle that he ends up shooting his eye out in like it's very like uh 80s kind of fucking turn of events for a kid's movie i guess the point i'm trying to make with that too is it's also narrated by his future self kind of breaking the uh line there yeah and just being like wonder years man and the wonder years was another i think that's probably like savage just murdering yeah and i guess that's that might be the all-time most relatable to like kid adolescence kind of movie because it's strictly dealing with adolescent kid topics. 
like some of the other ones we're talking about kind of more deal with like they're good because they're kids dealing with adult subject matter. Mm-hmm. This is like straight up adolescence. narrated by an adult, which is even crazier. Yeah. Like at the time, I thought this was everything. Now that I'm 40, I was like, shut up, man. Like, is he going to fuck Winnie or not? <laughs> I know. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. And I guess the same kind of thing you could say, too, because like I could tell you who my first crush on TV ever was. But his younger brother, Ben Savage, murdered on Boy Meets World. Fucking yes, the Topanga. Topanga See, Topanga wasn't my first crush, but she might have been my hardest crush. Yeah. I think my first crush was Stephanie Tanner, though. Like, the middle Jesus. sister. As a girl that was, That's like, so my same age. You know what I mean? DJ like, <laughs> I mean, I was, like, also a seven-year-old, though. Stephanie. She was like, I wanted her to be my little girlfriend in third grade. You know what I mean? Stephanie creepy, was all cool. Man. She had her, her uncles were the shit. Who didn't want to go out yeah, with Stephanie? DJ, dude. Don't be creepy about it. Well, I couldn't go. Like, I wasn't suave enough to be going six years older than my age as, like, a nine-year-old. You know what I mean? So Next time I needed to, you I needed to let Kelly DJ. Kapowski, dude. <laughs> I'd say Stephanie Tanner. Well, I'd say Kelly Bundy. But mine was Laura Winslow, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too far behind you. <laughs> but Boy Meets World, though, was a great... Yeah, Boy Meets uh, World was great, dude. He is. Prince and you read very Wonder Years ask because it's, like, all adolescence topics and whatnot. And it's his younger brother. You know, yeah. like, the fucking oh, Fred Savage is Ben Savage. Ben yeah, Savage yeah. is his younger brother. Really? They don't look exactly alike <laughs> or anything. <laughs> and Mike D and Screech. <laughs> and I guess that would kind of like, let's get creepy with it, too. And let's not just say, like, just movies that are, like, are fun and loving. We've gotten a little dark, too. Let's just get creepy. What about, um, I'm going to throw this one out here because I don't know if it'll contend, but Sixth Sense? Okay, Sixth Sense is a good one. It's definitely, like, it's a movie where what you think of is the kid. Like, the kid yeah. definitely. Bruce Willis I is the co-star. But, yeah, I see dead people. And little Haley Joe Osmond was definitely, mm-hmm. like, a tour de force and, like, an acting clinic he put on that. Like, he was a great, great, like, actor as a kid in that movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, I'd say that the movie was kind of more about, like, the big M. Night Shyamalan twist and everything. Yeah, that's yeah. true. What? I'd say Shyamalan another... But I'd say kind of maybe in like the same vein of a Sixth Sense where it was like a kid that kind of stole the show and took the forefront. But uh, the Coen brother movie with the little girl, uh, the cow, the Western one, True Grit, I believe it was called, where it was like the girl seeking revenge to find a kill. That yeah, was another that good was one where she was like, too. yeah, very similar. Where it was like a kid kind of ended up taking the spotlight by being the best person but in the show. The best kid, but I don't know if that's like really falling in the kind of like what you were saying about my sixth sense of just like being the kid centric movie. Yeah, yeah, like they're not. That one's you know maybe a little bit more centered around the kid. Like, not just, like, the creepy weirdness of what's going on, you know what I mean? It's all about, like, her spirit and determination and stuff. Sure. Like, she is the main driving force of it. Whereas Haley Joe Osmond, I think, is kind of, like, he was the best part, but I think it was kind of more, like, the movie was the best part. Like the story. That's true. That's true. So I feel like at this point now we're kind of, like, grasping at straws and we should leave it up to, like, kind of the audience to throw some of theirs in there. I'm going to throw one more of mine out, and I'm going to say uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Weird. Well, which kid are we talking about, Malcolm or Dewey? Well, I'm going to say the whole kid. (laughs) Malcolm's in the middle of all these assholes. And that's a great show, and I guess it's kind of like what I was talking about earlier of where they just kind of But Cranston's the funniest. Where they grow up to just be like teenagers and just like kind of annoying characters. Like the first couple seasons of Malcolm Middle is the best, where they're just like snarky, shitty kids, and the one brother is like (laughs) sent away to detention camp. You know what I mean? They're just like bad kids, but like they're not bad. They're just like a house of boys and like (laughs) not much money. Yeah, they're just. just gets the show goes on and on. They end up growing up, and it's like, mm. so I say first two seasons of Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, it's be my I... last submission to the closer <laughs> look. Yeah, I think maybe another one that's uh, kind of more in the creep zone, but uh, the good song. It it's got two kids. Yeah, keeping it dark. I try to get us out of there from the Malcolm in the Middle, but <laughs> we're sucking us back into the creep zone. But the good son, you get. Uh, 
Uh, Malcolm, again, Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay Culkin, as well as Elijah Wood. Two, like, brilliant. Yeah. Another, actually, Elijah Wood kid movie, but remember The War, where it was, like, the little redneck kid families? Like, yeah, with Kevin Cosby. Yeah, Kevin. Dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was another great, great kid. That's like, a great one, man. That's yeah. a great. I always thought it could have taken man. out that little fucking shaved head one that beats up Elijah Wood by the water yeah. tower. This guy gave him ice cream. Kevin Cosby gave him ice cream ever, and he was pissed. Man, why the fuck would you give him the ice cream? <laughs> That's a great movie. And what a fucking sneaky one, too, because I know you were trying to say. Uh, the Good Son. The Good Son, which is an incredibly dark movie where Macaulay Culkin, like, just based on his fucking, like, kid fame off of just, like, being this little sociopath killer who kills his little brother and Elijah was the good kid. But Jesus Christ, I know we said we were almost done, but how are we going to talk about kid-centered movies without and bring up Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> yeah. Bring up The Good Son, but not bring up Home Alone. <laughs> Seriously. One of the best, like, just, like... If a, if a theater scholar shows me a song from the Nutcracker, they're like, this is from Hans Christian Andersen's The Nutcracker. Oh, like, the Home no, Alone that's song. the movie from Home Alone, <laughs> where uh, Joe Pesci falls on micro machines. <laughs> One of the greatest, yeah. not only Christmas movies, but kid-centered movies. No, no and, doubt. Like, you talk about like, kind of like, movies like this, and the kid you wish you would like, I wish I was The trade plays, yeah, like trade plays with the kid. It's Kevin McAllister. It's, it's Kev- Kevin McAllister. <laughs> Just from the like from the ice cream sundae he eats for breakfast that yeah. one morning. Or the mere concept of that age being home alone. Like it's called home alone. It's or it's just uh, like Toys R Us selling out of talk boys after Home Alone 2 came out. <laughs> oh, I want a talk boy. They make the tape make your voice all slow. Hello, I'm Kevin's dad. Rent him a hotel room. Those things fucking flew off the yeah, shelf yeah. when Home Alone 2 came out. That's two center movies. And, and also, Home Alone is another great one where it's like definitely stands the test of time, and it's like a kids kind of movie. But every year, like once a year, you can watch Home Alone as an adult and still think it's a holiday great movie, classic at the Barnes House. Yeah, man. holiday classic. That and Die Hard, two holiday classics at the <laughs> yeah, Barnes yeah, right. House. <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas, cowboy! <laughs> another movie where they incorporate Christmas songs in action movies, but we're not talking about action Christmas movies. <laughs> so I guess that'd be our list here at the uh, Geeked Up Podcast. I think. We've uh, tried to wrap it up, but they keep popping up to us. So we don't want to ruin this for you. We want you guys to email us in. What are some of the TV shows, movies we're missing with the kids? I know we got dark, but we didn't even get dark enough to say sleepers. Let's not even talk about sleepers. Let's not bring up sleepers. If you email us sleepers, I'm reporting you to the child molestation. How about another movie about kids? Kids. All right. We won't talk about kids. Those are teenagers. Sleepers (laughs) are just getting raped by Kevin Bacon the first half of the movie. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But it starts off as like a, we're not going to talk about sleepers. I made a promise. Guys, that's our closer look. So again, email us in at the Geeked Up Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Geeked Up Podcast. That's going to be episode 18. That's episode 18. Remember to look forward to episode 18 of the Geeked Up Game Time Show. Coming soon, y'all. I'm Devin Barnes. That's Liam Whalum. Yeah. And remember, guys, if you're not working tomorrow, why don't you go ahead and get geeked up? Hey! Ooh, baby. It's time to get geeked up. Oh. It's time Hashtag geek up. Hashtag black mind. Telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you want hook, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no shows the same. We always got a different game. Yep. Got a different game. Hey, hey. I'm the side crew, y'all. I'm a side crew. Yeah.